Hey, what's up? This is your host, Kat Jones. Today is February 27th, 2020. I have something good for you, Washington, on Queer All Year. What's up? This is Kat Jones, and I am joined, as always, by my bro and sound producer, Mick G. Mr. Madison, what you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I've ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Okay, a simple wrong would have done just fine. And now you know, we grew up on Adam Sandler. If you didn't grow up on Adam Sandler, um, I'm sorry for what he's doing now. It Please used go to back. be much better. It was uh... Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, uh, Wedding Singer was great. What else has he done? I guess the Waterboy was good. I don't really remember. I like Mr. Deeds. Oh, I love Mr. Deeds. Right, oh, you know gosh. that was like his last good one, maybe. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Um, gosh, I like Adam. I used. I like who Adam Sandler used to be. Anyway, that's probably a controversial statement, seeing as he says ridiculous things. He's shut up. Okay, so we have two stories and an update from Washington today, and that is Washington State, not Washington D.C., because nothing good happens in Washington D.C. Usually. Okay. Um, so I'm going to start out with um, the tragic murder of Marco McMillian. And he was um, an African-American man, a Democratic candidate, and um, kind of a rising uh, candidate star in Mississippi. Uh, he ran for the mayor of Clarksdale in 2013, although I don't think he... Uh, was elected. He um he was just like the best nerd ever. He's totally one of us. He was well one of us. I don't know. You don't have to be nerds. I'm a nerd. He was um student council president. He um attended and graduated magna cum laude from Jackson State University. Uh, he got a master's degree in philanthropy and development. I'm not sure what development is. I might have written that down wrong. Maybe from uh, St. Mary's University of Minnesota. Uh, he then worked at Jackson State University in Jackson, Mississippi, and the Alabama Agricultural and Mechanical University in Alabama. He um, was in this, um, I believe it's uh, one of those fraternities that you join after college or whatever, or during college, but is not actually a fraternity it's like it's like the future business leaders of america or or whatever it's just like a group of people who are hoping to do well in a certain area and um then they all get together and they have like networking and that kind of thing um so he was let me see where i can find it i wrote it somewhere he was um elected to serve a term as Phi Beta Sigma's International Executive Director, which is a, okay, I wrote it down, a Washington, D.C.-based position inside the historic African-American fraternity um, that he belonged to, um, and a lot of the most accomplished, well-educated African-American men from the area he lived in 
um, are also part of that. It's just kind of like, you know, lift each other up type solidarity thing in Washington, D.C. to try and get something to happen in D.C. for one, well, something. Anyway, um, he was um, gay and African-American and out and in the South. And so those of you hearing that who know the world are probably like, oh, God. But um, the people who knew him, um, it was not a big deal to them. Now, I'm sure it was a big deal to everybody else. But his friends and family, uh, it, it didn't make any difference, which is really great. I love hearing about families and friends who are just like, yeah, you're, I love you. I loved you before. I love you now. Let's all just be loving families. Yay. Um, he, um, a, a former teacher said, I just never heard, I never ever heard anybody speak of him as being gay or openly gay. A neighbor said, I don't, I don't think he was gay because he seemed so normal. He didn't seem gay. So those are the, um, Outside the family, <laughs> um, Mississippi, right? Is that where we're talking? Mississippi? Uh, that, yep. Hi, Mississippi. <laughs> you need some work. Anyway, um, so now we get in the sad part. So he was found um, on Feb the morning of February 27th. He was found um, dead in a, um, I think it was like a ravine. Where did I write? This? Oh, um, a muddy embankment beside a chain metal fence not far from one of the area's Mississippi River levees. So they, um, he was found uh, naked, beaten, and partially burned. Um, and uh, they hadn't been really looking for him at first. The thing that set them off to look for him is that um, his SUV was involved in a head-on crash uh, the day before they found him, uh, but a pizza delivery guy was found behind the wheel instead of McMillian, and so they were like, what is this? Um, and it um, kind of came out that uh lawrence reed who was 22 was the driver um a friend of him said that um lawrence reed had stated that he and mcmillian were gonna go hang out together and have a party or something um and then he claimed that mcmillian uh drove them to a deserted place and made sexual advances to reed um and then he claimed self-defense saying that McMillian attempted to rape him. Um, and the way he um, defended himself is was by using his wallet chain to choke him until he passed out and then dragged him to a body of water and drowned him to make sure he was dead. And then he doused the body in gasoline and set it on fire, which is kind of like Robert Durst cutting up a body and then getting off on self-defense which happened. Go watch The Jinx. It's wonderful. And I, mm, allegedly about everything. Not about that one. That one was true. He did it and it was self-defense because the jury said so. Anyway, um, 
the this friend of Reed did say that he saw him, um, you know, drenched in blood um, on the morning of February 26th. Um, and that was the day that he then uh, took the car and rammed it into another car because why not? Um, an autopsy showed that there were um, like more abrasions and lacerations on his on McMillian's head, back, and legs. Um, and um, some of the cuts were from a sharp and and or pointed object. So uh, clearly what he said he did in self-defense, um, there was more to that, which included beating him on the head quite a bit uh, with something very sharp. Um, and so the media kind of jumped on this, um, saying that McMillian was the first openly gay man to be a viable candidate for public office in Mississippi, which I, um, do not struggle to believe. He, um, his family apparently said that, um, he was fearing for his life in the days leading up to his actual death. And, um, he'd been getting, like, um, death threats saying to drop out of the race to be mayor which is um obviously now sounding a lot more credible um reed confessed to the murder and um was found guilty i would think he would have pleaded guilty but okay i hmm. confessed to the murder i bet okay I didn't find this, but I bet he confessed, but it was a uh, self-defense. I bet it was an affirmative defense. Um, he was found guilty and sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. Um, yes, he did say he acted in self-defense. Does not say why he took the car and was driving like a maniac and slammed into another car. I could understand being super upset about almost having been raped and then... The only way to get away is in the car of the guy who you just killed. I do not understand beating the person about the head and then strangling them and then drowning them and then setting them on fire. That seems like a bit much. But then again, just ask Robert Durst. You can just chainsaw them up and put them in bags and put them in the bay. Anyway, so um, prosecutors have actually alleged that it was robbery and not homophobia that was a motive. I do not know. I mean, I ass I'm sure they have reasons for that. I do not know what those would be because I can't find anything that would be like he robbed him for his car and he just had to beat him in the head and strangle him and drown him and set him on fire. That's how you rob people. That's like saying that... Um, you know, Matthew, Matthew Shepard, Math it's like saying that Matthew Shepard was beaten to just almost death and then attached to a chain link fence because they wanted to rob him too. I realize that's kind of the accepted, accepted narrative right now, but that, ah, hmm, let's talk about what on earth you do when you rob someone because that does not sound like a logical robbery outcome, I guess. Anyway, so 
Um, that is the awful murder of Marco McMillian, which was in 2013. And I am really ashamed of myself that I hadn't heard about this. And um, so maybe y'all hadn't heard about this. And I'm ho- hopefully I have enlightened you because I'm learning personally that I spent a lot of my life not paying attention. And um, this podcast, if nothing else, <laughs> lots of other things, but if nothing else has taught me exactly how ignorant I have been and how far I have to go. And so I am growing quite a bit and I hope you're all growing with me. And with that, we're going to go on to a little segment with Mitchie. I have a few jokes about unemployed people. None of them work. When life gives you melons, you're dyslexic. It's hard to explain puns to thieves as they always take things literally. A man asks a bank teller to check his balance. She pushes him over. Surviving pepper spray and mustard gas will turn you into a seasoned veteran. I tried to buy some camouflage but couldn't find any. I got in trouble because my dogs were chasing kids on bikes, which is ridiculous because my dogs don't have bikes. My fake plant died because I did not pretend to water them. And finally, (laughs) my belt holds my pants up, but my belt loop holds the belt up. I don't really know what's going on down there. Who's the real hero? I'm McGee, and this is a little segment. You know, I went to college with Mitch Hedberg's cousin. He uh, did not like it very much when all we ever talked to him about was Mitch Hedberg. But maybe then don't tell people that he's your cousin. Sorry, Trevor. Anyway, we're going to talk about a TV show that came out when I was 13. Actually, the episode I'm going to talk about came out when I was 13. So um, we're going to talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And, um, so spoilers for a TV show that started back in 2001. No, the show started before 2001. This episode was 2001. So spoilers for a 2001 episode of the second to last season of a TV show I did not really like from the 90s. Anyway. So if you don't want to be spoiled for, I don't know where you've been, uh, skip ahead. Um, We're going to talk about the episode The Body, which aired February 27th, 2001, season 5, episode 16. And like I said, I was 13 and I was probably already watching Angel. Was Angel already a show then? Angel was a much better show than Buffy. Come at me. DM me or something. Um, So um, this episode is... um, the culmination of a kind of a buildup of a friendship and then a romance between Willow and Tara. Um, and those characters probably, if you don't know Buffy, they don't mean anything to you. They don't need to mean anything to you for this context. Just talking about it. Um, and so this episode was the first kiss between the two of them. And um, so, and it, um, it was notable 
for the fact that um, it had clearly been a very deep friendship relationship building um, arc where it was like clearly like their chemistry just um, built into a relationship naturally. Whereas like, you know, other TV shows are just like, I'm a lesbian. Let's go out there and do it. And that's all my character is. I am just going out with all the ladies. Um, But so Willow and Tara were like, they fell in love. And then they had this, this episode was, again, I didn't watch Buffy. I've heard of several great groundbreaking episodes of Buffy. So I know, I know, leave me alone. Um, The body was apparently this um, just groundbreaking episode that there was no music in the background and there um, the mics were recorded like the audio was recorded like directly from mics above them so that um, the audience was like right in what they were saying but then there were like other um, scenes where like they were kind of muffled because they wanted like Buffy or whoever was talking to feel a little distant. Like it was like this masterpiece of like sound experimentation and engineering and stuff. Like nothing like that had ever been done on TV before. And it sounds really interesting. I kind of want to watch it, but I'm not going out to find Buffy. Is that on Netflix? I don't know. Um, so uh, this episode dealt with the death of um, a close character. I believe it was Buffy's mom or her sister. I think her mom and her sister both die at some point. I think it was her mom. But so this is um, all about how the characters deal with it. Um, and Willow, I think, tends to feel things more deeply, I think it is. And so she was like having a real freak out. And so it was actually like just a tender, natural kiss that came from Tara comforting her. And it wasn't like, you know, sensationalized. It wasn't like, oh, bam, they're lesbians. Whoa. You know, it was just like, it was like a completely natural kiss that you would you would expect from a heterosexual couple in that situation on a TV show. So that was um, part of, the, of how groundbreaking it was. Um, they had been trying to figure out how to get a queer character on the show. <laughs> and um, th- I think it was the CW they were on. They were not thrilled about that because they were a little concerned about how many queer characters they already had in their other shows. And they were kind of like, I don't know if we need more gays. And Joss Whedon was like, I don't care if you think we need more gays. This relationship is a relationship. And I'm not gonna I'm not going to talk about it like it's the gays. It's the natural relationship happening so um they had been trying to find a queer character which is but then the chemistry between um allison hannigan who played willow and also how i met your mother and then uh amber benson who played tara the chemistry between them was just so electric that it just happened naturally which is amazing and neither of the actresses in real life Uh, identify as lesbian, bisexual, anywhere on the queer spectrum other than, you know, um, I guess straight. Are we calling it straight? Whatever we're calling it. Um, They just, um, their acting styles and their characters just had such a chemistry 
that it was just natural. Um, and Joss Whedon uh, received both praise and criticism for his character characterization of their relationship. Um, it was the episode was soundly praised by like big name critics and is still held up as one of the best episodes of television ever aired, which I understand because the sound editing sounds amazing. And I guess I am going to have to watch it. Um, the show overall was also praised for not portraying the relationship as a big deal and making it just as prominent as any heterosexual relationship would be. Um, like I said, whereas at the that time, the most important part of a lesbian character's life um, was that she was a lesbian. And um, that is not at all the main point of Willow and Tara's lives or characters. And so that was pretty pretty big for the time. Um, on the flip side, the um, criticism comes in like broader terms than just as an episode. Um, they didn't, or they, people, like later on, you know, as an analysis, people looking back on it, um, the fact that he doesn't make a big deal, quote, of the character's sexuality and doesn't have her explicitly state that she's a lesbian um, is an issue for some people um, just as like representation I think they want it stated out loud I feel like that's just leaning into the I'm a lesbian I'm gonna kiss people you know type thing I feel like that um, doesn't detract from their relationship but it makes it more like tv sensational kind of you know whereas like we can watch it and be like okay she's dating a woman we know what that means you know which is like how we would act in real life so i can understand that criticism i don't necessarily necessarily agree with it now this next point i do agree with uh the show has been accused of bi erasure which is the um bisexual erasure i'm never going to pronounce that that word correctly um so erasure i think i've said before is when like you know you don't acknowledge that like you know um trans people are victims of erasure erasure uh bi people are victims of erasure it's like it it doesn't exist um it's either it's black and white it's gay lesbian straight not uh, male, female, that kind of thing. And so buying into that is, um, erasure. And, um, so Willow had had really deep and meaningful relationships with men before, um, her relationship with Tara. Um, but those relationships basically like were just swept under the rug after this storyline started. And, um, it, Again, she doesn't explicitly state her sexuality, so it's not like she's not saying she's bi, and it's not like she's not saying she's lesbian. Um, it's just the, f I mean, for the viewer, the viewer understands her past relationships and present relationships, and I think this is another one where they, where people just understand what it is you know like we would in real life but at the same time it is just from this moment on it's just lesbian it's like the it's like the 
previous relationships didn't happen at all. Um, and I, I'm personally a little, you know, queued up to buy erasure. Um, and so that it could just be me seeing it where it doesn't need to be seen. That's just my thing. Uh, it's also a, um, a continuation of the barrier gaze trope, which is, uh, basically if you have a gay person or a queer person in your show, that person's going to die. And it's also known as dead lesbian syndrome. Um, it's kind of fallen out of use. Um, but the, the media basically, if you are watching a show in which a lesbian character is introduced, she or her partner are going to die. That is, I mean, that is so pervasive and just so, I mean, it is like basically fact. If you see a woman date another woman in a show, one of them's going to die. You just know that. Um, it, doesn't happen as much anymore because we've been screaming about it but most of the time it's like you know we want to see I don't know we want to see this you know queer person have more emotions than uh, I don't even know than we want to give them I guess because generally they're not supposed to have emotions they're just supposed to be sex machines and then if we kill someone off then they get to have emotions or something, and then they get to back get to go back to having heterosexual relationships generally, which Willow did not do. But um, in the what I mean by barrier gaze is that spoiler alert: Tara is killed. Uh, I think a season later, later on in the season, um, there's also criticism that Willow is is an abusive, um, not spouse, but she's she's just an abusive person. Um, there are some very interesting articles out there. If you'd like to go read them, I might send some links to McGee to put in our show notes um, because they were interesting. But if you don't like Buffy, they're not going to like mean anything to you. They only mean anything to me because I liked Angel because Angel is a better show. Anyway, move. I think I'm going to move on. No, I was going to move on. And now I'm just going to like, I'm just going to say... Just for the record, I have problems with Joss Whedon and his self-righteous, self-congratulatory, supposed wokeness. Um, I might make a Patreon episode about that because this, some of the stuff he says makes me very angry. He makes things that might be woke. The things he says are not things that should come out of people's mouths. Anyway, I'm going to move on and talk about Washington. Hey, state of Washington, guess what? I'm not making fun of you. South Dakota, what up? You gotta catch up with Washington. Okay, so um, we are recording this on the 26th, and today Washington State passed an act, uh, HB 1687, that says um, basically that you cannot say you suffer from diminished capacity if you kill or hurt or whatever someone because you were surprised by their gender, basically. So let me read this to you because I am a court document person, a legislative legislation. Shut up, cat. Um, 
A defendant does not suffer from diminished capacity based on the discovery of, knowledge about, or potential disclosure of the victim's actual or perceived gender, gender identity, gender expression, or sexual orientation, including under circumstances in which the victim made an unwanted, non-forcible romantic or sexual advance toward the defendant, or in which the defendant and victim dated or had a romantic or sexual relationship. So what all those words mean is that there are people out there who find out that their partner is transgender or that um, a, lot of, a lot of times it's that they've picked up a sex worker and that sex worker is transgender and they get so freaked out and angry by this thing that challenges their, generally their masculinity, let's just be real, uh, that they then kill the person because they just can't handle it and many states allow you to to have uh what do they call it they call it queer panic gay panic um where you can say oh my god like this person was actually a man or something and like no shut up but then you can say like oh i i killed them in the heat of passion because oh and uh yeah so washington has said no that's not a thing get like be an adult what's wrong with you and so they also have um a person is not justified in using force against another based on the discovery of knowledge about or a potential disclosure of the victim's actual or perceived gender gender identity gender expression or sexual orientation um basically the same wording except that the first one is you don't suffer from diminished capacity and you're not justified in using force like, you, you can't have, like, stand your ground when a person is just who they are. You can't have, like, castle doctrine or whatever because a gay person's in your house or something. Is, yeah. Anyway, so I like this bill and I am endorsing it. That doesn't matter because it's already passed. Way to go, Washington State. Very cool. Making history. All right. So, housekeeping. Um, you can go out to our Facebook page, Queer All Year, which is where I first posted or reposted this when I saw it, the, um, house bill passing. So that's where you get like, oh, Kat's probably going to talk about this tonight. Um, you can go join our group, Queer All Year Fam, and, um, talk about how awesome bills are when, like this, when they're passed and talk about, uh... What is it? Gay panic or queer panic or whatever those panic things are where you're allowed to be like, I was, I, ooh, I'm scared. And then you get not guilty. Anyway, um, you can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram at Queer All Year Pod. Um, if you would like to support us and help us get um, some new equipment that doesn't make random buzzing noises for some reason that we've been noticing lately, um, you can head out to patreon.com slash queer all year. Or is it queer all year pod, McGee? I have it written down as queer all year pod. I'm going to say queer all year pod. No, it's the other one. It's what you said first. That's the hand just, signals that was given. Just queer all year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> eh, go out and search for us. We're not explicit. We'll let you find us. Um, at the... $5 tier, you will get bonus episodes and um, weird things I talk about, like buggery acts, and uh, that's where Joss Sweden will probably end up. 
um, at the $1 tier, you just added something real cool there, didn't you, McG? Something. Oh, those behind the scenes stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. So at the $1 tier, we have, you get the bloopers and the ringtone, and we took some weird videos um, last time we were recording, and uh, they're pretty cool. So that's just $1. So if you want to check that out, um, queer all year, patreon.com slash queer all year. Um, if you would be uh, wonderful heroes and our favorite people in the world, you're already our favorite people in the world, but like more favorite, you can subscribe and rate on whatever podcatcher you prefer. Um, if you could give us a five-star rating, that would be awesome. And leave a review with your rating so that iTunes knows that people are real and not bots and that you all like us and want more people to find us because we're not hiding. They're just hiding us because we're popular. Popular. You're gonna be popular. Anyway, um, I'm a disgusting thespian. Um, you guys, you tally for me. You all are awesome. And you are just being a huge part of helping us make history. Just opening doors and all sorts of stuff that, you know, behind the scenes, things like that, that we're excited to tell you about. Um, so we are really happy you're along with us on this ride as we make history and talk about history. And as always, we love you.